Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of My Silly Little Life. I'm your host, Lauren McCarthy, and we are here to talk about all kinds of things, big or small, significant, insignificant, fun, serious, whatever it may be that happens in our silly little lives. I'm very excited for today's episode. Eliza Headley, aka the The Holistic Sister is on today um, and we spoke about so many things, all kind of under, all kind of under the umbrella of health and nutrition, um, but I'm very excited for this episode. Before we get into that, I thought I would, I don't have a quote of the week this episode, it's more of a concept that I'm learning about. But I wanted to share it and I don't know enough about it fully yet um, to do a good job of explaining it, but I'm going to try. Also, my voice is croaky. I don't really know why it just is today. Deal with it. Um, so I've been hearing this term being... I've been hearing this term being thrown around a lot lately. It's called self-auditing. And essentially it's looking at yourself with a completely objective perspective, from a completely objective perspective. That doesn't sound right. Um, How do I say what I'm... You get what I mean. Oh, God. It's going to take a little break. So there's been a term that I've been hearing around lately, self-auditing. Essentially, it's looking at yourself from a totally objective standpoint and asking yourself the questions. This person that I'm looking at, what does this person like? What does this person dislike? What is this person like when they are around a certain group of people compared to a different group of people? Which version of that person do I enjoy spending my time with more? When this person eats XYZ, how do they feel? When this person, I don't know, what, whatever it may be, um, self-auditing is looking at yourself without any judgment purely to get to know yourself because I feel like once you get to know yourself even just a little bit and it's so uncomfortable and it's actually so hard I've learned to sit alone in your own self (laughs) and like with your own thoughts and actually sit in that stillness, no distractions and try to think about yourself and yourself only. Like, who am I? That's really uncomfortable. But what comes of it is a sort of self-assurance I found because you no longer are trapped in your thoughts of, am I having a good time? Do these people like me? Is this the right decision for me? Because once you've figured out the things that you like through self-auditing and the people you like to spend your time with and the things that bring you happiness and health, you start to 
ease into those things and spend a lot more time and energy tending to those things in order to tend to yourself. And so everything kind of starts coming from a place of confidence or self-assurance, not that you're even really aware of it because all you're doing is shifting things to surround yourself with things and activities and people that are a lot more pleasant, that don't really cause you to have second thoughts, I guess. Um, And for me, when I started this whole self-auditing process, and this was, you know, aided along the way, and this was, you know, I got help along the way with from all kinds of people but something that I really really found is that I love to cook I love food and food has become a really big source of joy and inspiration for me and it's really um, given me a chance to whenever I'm working with food or preparing it or or buying it um, I really like to slow down and focus on that only. And yeah, that's something that's kind of risen out of this whole self-auditing process. And that's, I want to link that back. And I want to link that back to this episode because everything that Eliza and I discussed is so important, I think. And um, I wasn't, And um, I only really had these realizations around like my relationship to food with. And I really only started having these realizations around like my relationship to food and how that links to my health and um, sorry, my relationship to nutrition specifically and how that has helped my entire relationship to food therefore my relationship with myself um and yeah that's something that has kind of like come out of the woodworks lately so anyways um I really hope you enjoy this episode there's a lot we discuss a lot of different topics Eliza is amazing so like full of life and bubbly and funny and she has so much knowledge she knows so many things about nutrition specifically um we spoke like about nutrition within Australia like Coles and Woolies and she gave some really great tips so listen in for that and yeah I really hope you enjoy thank you so much Welcome to the podcast. Um, this is my silly little life. <laughs> we talk about all kinds of things on here. Um, so far, it's only been me on the podcast. Um, oh my God, am I your first guest? Well, I had my first guest last week, Amazing. just like a friend I went to school with. And yeah, he owns a small business. He lives in Melbourne. So we had a little chat and um, the podcast goes for like an hour and a half. We just kind of got carried away. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you're my first, I guess, official guest that I haven't met before. Oh my gosh. Exciting. That's so exciting. I'm honoured. Thank you. Yes. Well, do you want to just introduce yourself to those listening at home? Of course. So my name is Eliza Headley, aka The Holistic Sister on Instagram. Um, and I'm pretty much a holistic nutritionist and I just try to educate everybody, especially the millennials, about how to just live 
a better, healthier life and just like give it to people in an honest, truthful, authentic way. And yeah, that's that's pretty much what I do. See clients, do all that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I like that on your page, like it is so, the content you put out there is so approachable and so easy. Like, you know, with your no BS grocery shopping guide, which I'm sure everyone loves. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's just so easy to look at and like process rather than, you know how a lot of people post um, like lengthy posts with Mm. a lot of words and not many graphics and you kind of lose interest. Yeah, it's super interesting because even the way I've posted has evolved because I like writing is what I love to do. Mm. And I would, I used to do like more in-depth, lengthy posts about like whether it was a body organ or like a food or a vitamin or a mineral and like go really deep on like a system or whatever. And then I was like, people just, none of us have time. And a lot of the time we unless it's something we really care about, we don't sit to read information and we just want bite-sized takeaway information. And as sad as it is, like that's in, like that's the that's reality, the reality of social of it, media. Yeah. Like everyone just wants like snappy, instant, like bang, cool, what have I learned from this? Okay, cool, next story. Like no one really pays attention like we once did. So I've definitely yeah. evolved and had to be like, cool, just give it in like little baby easy ways that people can digest and hopefully implement. How long have you been Instagramming for? Um, I've honestly been doing it for ages. Not that long, but kind of long. I originally wanted to be like a fitness influencer, which is hilarious. Um, <laughs> I was like, you know, back when fitness influencing was like the only thing. Like, Isn't that girls, crazy? It was the only That's thing. That's wild. Was. And yeah. I was like, I want to be this gal. Of course. And then I ended up just like trashing my hormones and like under eating and overtraining it just wasn't it but anyways that was probably I've probably been doing it since about 2017 I think there you go and then yeah kind of made the transition from like a personal account into more of like a brand and then I've rebranded like once and then I've just really kind of found my groove like this last year I think I think like this last year is when I've really kind of been like okay this is my niche this is where I really am passionate about and like this is my vibe and then I've just been yeah so I feel like the last year is kind of when it's been the most authentic and yeah just me kind of vibe Mm. yeah do you think that um your followers like how have the followers been have you do you have a lot of the same followers that you had like when you first kind of started out as a fitness influencer (laughs) yeah like I've had a few girls who have been like full-on ride or dies for the last like five years (laughs) love love and I'm like they're so sweet and like they're so cute like so supportive and I love them but then so many like the food swaps and like the shopping guide and like that is what's really like brought way more people to my page and it's been like because that's people, like people are so hungry for just like fucking simple, basic, like no bullshit information about what am I meant to eat when I buy, when I go to the shops. Yeah. Um, and yes, yeah, so I've definitely had some like ride or dies who've been there since the side. And I've definitely also have just so many new people who I'm like, like you do it, you know, like when you do a post and you think you're speaking to people who have followed you for ages, but then you realize these people have no idea who you are. Like they've just started yeah. following you. And you're like, oh, fuck, yeah. you don't even know my life story. Sorry. I don't even remember how I found you or I think I followed you maybe like at the start of this year or last year at some point. I don't quite remember. Um, but I have a feeling that it was your grocery shopping post. Mm. And I was just like, oh, my God, this is great. Like what a little gem. 
like <laughs> that I've found here that I can just go on and have a look to see what I need to buy at the grocery store. And so I followed you. Yeah. I think that's def- what happened. Yeah. That's how like so many people just find me. Or, like they see a reel or some shit and then like, that's how I know you. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, oh, it's so cool and random, but amazing. Mm. Well, I started um, my, I started influencing in yeah, a like, traditional sense, super random. Like I just slowly years built up followers. I'm not even really sure mm. like what it is that I posted that attracted people, but um People just kind of liked my content, like, and I, I've I've had Instagram since it was since it came out in what mm. two thousand and ten, um, and so I just posted to it all the time. I used to do a lot of photography, so I'd post that, and then um, I, yeah, I I started in twenty eighteen. It actually kind of started as an accident, like it was quite organic. My friend was like, "Hey, I'm going to this event. Like, do you want to come with me?" and event went really well and like I got photographed and met some people and I was like oh I guess I'll go with you to the next event and then I kind of just like slowly got into like fashion influencing Mm. and yeah it was really fun but like I've said on this podcast before um I got really bad like burnout yeah like I, I was only doing it for maybe 18 months before I just I had to stop. It was just crazy. It was too yeah. intense. And the comparison of yeah. yourself to everyone else online and like the traveling, like I was going to Sydney and Melbourne, like a few times a month. And I just didn't really care about what I was doing. Like I had no end goal in mind. I was just kind of doing it because it made money and I got to go to cool events and I got free mm. clothes. I was like, this is the life. Like I'm 18, 19 and just, this is so cool. And now I've just kind of kept a lot of the followers, mm. um, which is, I I mean, I've lost like maybe like 5,000, but like a lot of the same people, same as you, have been following me for a really long time yeah. as well. And they've, that's been cool. Like people have seen me go through like different phases online. Yeah, they're um, like, so you get to evolve. Yeah, yeah. So that's been cool. And now that I've kind of delved into the world of um, – holistic wellness and nutrition Mm. and yoga um it's cool that I now get to post all that kind of content and connect with different people on Instagram rather than like my original followers people like you yeah like that's like even I've and I would actually love for us to talk about this like burnout is super real and like especially like with social media because even I know I don't know if it's because I'm a Leo or like I don't know if it's (laughs) because this way I am but like there is this weird pressure that I feel like we put on ourselves to perform because you are performing it's a platform and people come to your page expecting a level of content or expecting something valuable and you feel like oh fuck like if this post like this post didn't do as well as this post like why didn't it do as well like I thought this was really like you like start to really overthink it and it's exhausting it's so exhausting and like even just interacting with people because I know I'm super conscious like I don't want to be on my phone I've never had phone notifications turned on like I don't have social media notifications if I like I'll open it that's incredible I just (laughs) have never since I've had it I'm just not a notifications girl because I feel like it just pulls you out of the present and forces you to be like a slave in a way like oh oh like dopamine hits all the time but um yeah I know I've had lots of social media breaks and I've I honestly have one maybe two months ago and I'll have like a month off and just like delete the app and just like if my clients need me they can go like via email but like it's so consuming in so many ways yeah and it's like I think it's so important for people to treat Instagram 
like it is a different world but then also like understand that we do need breaks from it and that like you shouldn't be not shouldn't because obviously I'm not going to give everyone like what they should and shouldn't do but it's like boundaries around it like what content are you consuming is it giving you that like comparinitis like are you comparing yourself to other people's bodies like I fucking look Kylie Jenner I'm like how is she this hot but then I was like man if I was a billionaire I'm sure I'd be that hot too. I'm sure I'd and then, the like you know yeah. like there's all these things and then you realize that nothing's real and everything's face tuned and everything is edited and everything is just like it's not truly everything's a real staged re- everything staged and like we all think and like even my photos like I'm clearly posting the best one like I took a hundred I'm gonna yeah. get those three that I'm like this is it chuck them in Lightroom off I go yeah but it's like yeah like a lot of people yeah it's just fucking it's, it's such an in- interesting thing to be a part of and then yeah I resonate like I literally feel so much pressure sometimes to like perform and I get like upset if things aren't like if I don't my stories don't get viewed as much or like there's not that much engagement and I'm like no why and then like yeah. it's just a mess <laughs> even like when I was influencing full-time like because I um for a long time I wasn't represented by anyone like I was just mm. doing it all myself which most influencers do anyways but I like would send out like my weekly insights my weekly stats to all of my clients mm. or, like my regular clients at least and that was like the most nerve wracking thing. Like I would hate that at time each week where I would have to go in and screenshot my exact yeah. percentages of, yeah. of, you know, how people are engaging with me. Like it was so stressful. That's and I'd get so like, stressful. It was shameful almost. Mm-hmm. And you had to send it out to all these cl- clients who like, you know, are dealing with other influencers who are far bigger than you. So it's like, oh, well, yeah. they don't want to work with me if my numbers are this low. And it was just like a constant, constant battle of like trying to look the coolest and the best and the skinniest and the funniest and but that's the thing because there's no transparency like even I like obviously I'm just me like I'm not represented or anything um I never would have known that that's what you had to do that you had to send like your insights and you had to like be put on this like that performance aspect I never would have known that but the thing is I've never come across an influencer who is really transparent about being an influencer about like, okay, this is actually what it is like, like day to day. This is what I have to do. These are like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? How much like, money I'm going to make from this yeah, like, or not like, make. There's no transparent. And I think that would be so fucking interesting to learn about because like we all like, it's like this mystery of like Instagram and how much people get paid and like all these kinds of things. And there's just no transparency. And I feel like kind of fluffing up your sense of like, like audience or like grandeur or like you know like you kind of talk yourself up a bit because you kind of have to that's your job to be like here's all the things I can do for your company like please let me work with you yeah and you have to present your who you are as a person you have to put that on a silver platter and present it to people And when they say they don't want to work with you it's like uh so you don't want to work with me like because of who I am like yeah is it personal or is it professional yeah Yes. Yeah. And that you're right. There's no transparency around what that process is like and what it, like the toll it takes on you mentally. Yeah. Cause I've been like, I, my favorite person of all time on Instagram, her name's organic Olivia. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like my favorite person ever. And she's who I kind of have modeled a lot of what I want to do with Instagram around. Like she has her own business line, but she doesn't do any, any paid promotion she doesn't do she doesn't accept anything from anyone anything she promotes she's literally bought herself and I is like oh my god as soon as I figured that out like years ago I was like that's kind of what I want to do like 
I definitely want to collaborate with brands, but I'll always be transparent. But I'm, I have decided like I've never wanted, to, if I post something on my story or my feed, it's because I genuinely went out and bought it and I think it's fucking great. And I think like I just wish there was more transparency on Instagram or at least people, because even with the health food, so many people come into my DMs and they're like, I bought this product or I bought this supplement or I bought this thing. And obviously it's like backed by heaps of influencers and like the campaign goes out and then everyone thinks it's going to be amazing. And yeah. then they've had like, it's just not doing its job or it's just a fucking shit product. And I'm just no, like, yeah, it's just a money And it's maker. just sad that people don't realize that it's like people are paid to tell you that this is the most amazing thing ever. And I was like, like and it's fucking it. not. And they don't yeah. even care. They probably don't even use it. No, they like, probably never tried it. I know yeah. half the time, like I, I was, I did like a teeth whitening ad and I was like, I didn't try that. I just yeah. figured, like got paid for it. Like I didn't care. And I think that's so important because when it comes to being an influencer, like even the word influencers, you're influencing people, telling yes. them what to wear, what to yes. eat, where to shop. Yes. And I think if you have a platform with all of these people who are willing to listen to you and act on the words that you say, you really should use that space for something you genuinely care about. Yes. And, you know, like with you, you're only going to recommend products that you have purchased yourself, tried yourself and actually approve of. And I feel like when you do that and you're transparent in that sense, you're only going to attract people and followers that also genuinely care about the things that you're putting out there yeah and I feel like that's a very healthy way to go about it but unfortunately that's not the standard yeah I know like even like with me I was like like health influences in general it's like this is people's literal fucking health it's their bodies it's their cells it's like it's it's such a huge responsibility like that's the way I think about it I think it's such a huge responsibility that people are thinking let me put my health in your hands and take your advice. I'm like, that, yeah. is, that is so much responsibility. And like, yeah, it just makes me upset that there are people out there with obviously fucking a hundred times the following than me that are just recommending trash because of a dollar value, like a hundred percent make your money and like do that. But like there needs to be. Do it responsibly. Yeah. Do it responsibly. Cause health is, it's scary. Like people can have some serious reactions and side effects and like, it's just, and because health is like the biggest fucking booming market ever. There's like a new fucking product every day come out. And it's mm-hmm. just like, it's just, yeah, like I wish there was just people. Well, I hope what this podcast episode even does is just bring awareness to people around like you, when you're scrolling through Instagram, like just think twice, like just have a second thought and be like, does this person who I'm following genuinely have my best interest in heart? Yes or yeah. no? And yeah. then go from there because yeah it's just an it's an I love it but it's just an it's an interesting place and then it's a crazy place it's a crazy (laughs) place man like it's crazy yeah I um I listened to your podcast episode this morning the newest one on the wellness platform podcast yeah 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 yeah, that was great I loved that and um just going back to how you were saying like with the health industry new product every day and there's you know like because there's now so many wellness and health and like holistic influencers mm-hmm. who claim to have the best solution for you. Um, and there's new products being released every day that make you feel like, okay, in order to be my best self, I need to get this and this and yeah. this and do this. And it's like, like, I think Libby said, um, I like, I think I'd see a new like collagen bar and be like, oh, I should try that one. Really? You can just have like a handful of almonds. Like yeah. it's not, it's nothing's changed. Girl, it's like the story of my life is like, 
there's paleo and keto and carnivore and vegan yeah. and all these different diets and people are so confused because marketing want you to be confused so that their product looks the most appealing. They want you to be yeah. confused about what to eat. They don't want you to know how to read a food label. They don't want you to question what's in your food. They want you Absolutely. to look at a packet and think, oh, this looks legit. Oh, this would be great for me. I'll eat it. Yeah. Where it's like it's the most simplest thing and if you look at every single fucking diet that has any kind of health evidence behind it which is all of them the key underlying thing is it's all based around real whole foods it's Mm -hmm. just the more real food you eat where it's one ingredient it's a cucumber it's an apple it's a spinach like one ingredient it's like the better your body will be because we have evolved to eat real food it's like like I almost call it like an 80-20 principle, like 80% whole foods and then 20% like healthier processed foods, like yep. chickpea pasta and things like that. But it's yep. like they make it so confusing and it's really not. It's like, like you and said, it's so like just eat real fucking food. It's so overwhelming. I've been saying, because I've shown your um, no BS grocery shopping mm. to a few friends now and I've said the same thing. I get so overwhelmed and frustrated when I go to places like Coles and Woolworths, which for anyone listening not in Australia, those are like the main um, supermarket chains across Australia. Um, and it's so disheartening to go and, you know, the foods, because I've only really just tapped into um, nutrition and the importance of it over the past, like over this year really. Mm-hmm. And I go and I look at all the foods that I grew up eating or, you know, the foods that I even ate last year consistently and I look at the food labels and it's mm. now that I know what to look for, it's just heartbreaking. Like I cannot believe the shit that you find in there. It's and so then, sad. you know, you want to find just a few simple things to make dinner and like every label I read is just chemicals upon chemicals upon starches and wheats and all the bad stuff. And, yeah, I find I have to dedicate so much time to grocery shopping now because I have to – carefully read or comb through each food label and make sure that I'm not putting anything harmful into my body yeah it's definitely it's definitely okay caveat is it is amazing that already like in the last two years Coles and Woolworths have massively stepped up their game of what is available in stores so that's a yeah, side for thing sure. hugely but then still it's fucking five percent versus 95 percent of just still products and products and products on shelves of just like yeah artificial flavors just colors additives gluten wheat starches sugars refined this that the other and i'm like this isn't food but then like and we uh our food habits are passed down to us from our parents so it's like Mm -hmm. whatever our parents bought we tend to buy and it's like there's an educational gap with our parents generation and then it's like and then we don't know so then we're not informed and then like i see it on the daily with clients like chronic gut issues hormone imbalances skin breakouts like all these things and then we literally change the what they eat and then in two weeks they come back and they're like holy fuck so much has changed and it's like like, i had no idea literally and they're like they were like it's so crazy that it's just what you eat and then it's like it's just starting to pay attention to what you put in your body and how that actually makes you feel. Like it's yes. that like, cause we're also conditioned to be detached from our body, to not trust our body, especially as women. It's like your body is this other thing that doesn't cooperate with you. That isn't your friend. That's this or that's that, like that negative kind of thing. But it's like, 
trust your body. It will send you signals of whether a food is good or not good for you based on how you feel. Like, are you bloated? Are you gassy? Are you lethargic? Like, how do you feel? And then you kind of just learn how to, you kind of just learn how to eat for your body, which is again, kind of links back into all the different types of diets. I'm like, we're all so unique and there are some key basic principles. All of us can apply, of course. But then again, your body will tell you what feels best for it to eat. And it's just like, and then, like you said, once you learn, once you do the tedious shit of reading labels, you learn and you kind of get your, you know, like your everyday, like general, you know what I mean? Like next time you go, you know everything because you're already done it. Yeah, you've got your basics. You get your basics. You know what to look for. Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely starting to feel more comfortable around that. But I'm also finding that I'm buying a lot of my groceries from other places like yes. I go to a um to a farmer's market every weekend an organic farmer's market yes. and you know get my things for the week and now yeah. I just have my whole relationship with food this year but especially over the past six months um because I've been recently diagnosed with endometriosis mm-hmm. and um I'm working with a naturopath on a yeah completely different diet like no dairy no refined yeah. sugar barely any wheat all everything you're supposed to do uh, where was I going with that? <laughs> and though you now buy your food from a dip from the farmer's market. Yeah. And, and so thank you. Um, and so now my whole relationship with food is like so special because I go, it's almost like, it's not foraging, but it's almost like foraging. It's like a ritual. Like, yeah. It's, it's r- ritualistic. I go to the farmer's market and I see my favorite people at the stalls and I get my food for the week and I kind of have to think through my meals and, and then to sit there, you know, it'll take me about an hour to cook now because I'll prepare my food and I'll take time and I'll put on some music or a podcast and spend yeah. time putting love into every step of the process. And then I get to sit down and enjoy this beautiful meal I've made for myself with exquisite ingredients, nothing that you'll find in Coles and Woolies. And it's just made like eating and cooking and learning about food so enjoyable for me. And it's something I really, really like to take my time with now. And I've just, yeah, I've never felt that way about food before. It's really just been to keep me from not being hungry. Yeah, no, I love that. Because, like, even I'm the same, like, I'll go get organic produce and it's just different because, A, you're supporting, like, supporting local farmers, which I think yeah. is so important. So you're good. also supporting the environment and it's, like, it's just a different experience than Coles and Woolworths, which I almost feel, it's like a casino, like, you know what I mean? Like there's no windows, first of all, in Coles and Walkers. Yeah. And you're just in there and it's usually quite chaotic and you're just like, it's just an interesting place to be. Um, oh Do you follow Flex Mummy? The name on Instagram? Belle. Yeah, I feel like if you saw her profile, you would know her. Like I don't, most people around our age do. Um, but she, she posts a lot of like um, almost like conspiracy theories and she mm. kind of investigates them a little. And a recent one was a bunch of people told her that they don't have um, internet or, or like cell phone connection inside of Coles because oh. they don't want you to look up like price differences or nutritional values oh. of things and things like that. Yeah. So you, like you'll find that and if you go test it now, like when you walk into Woolies or Coles, you'll find that you only have like one bar of reception That's crazy. because they actually limit your activity inside of there because they want it to be, yeah, like a casino. Like it's a one-stop shop. You get everything you need from there. 
That's crazy because I know for a fact that the way that supermarkets are obviously set out, the you walk in, there's always your fresh produce first, and yep. then all the aisles which you spend most of your time going in and weaving out of is all the processed foods. Yeah. So you spend people spend more time in the aisles than anywhere else. So it's like that's where all the the crappy foods and things like that are. But it's it's interesting. It's interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. interesting. <laughs> so moral of the stories, guys, if you're world. listening, try to support and go to like a local farmer's market. Or it's like, fun. It's, it's fun. so fun. It's cute. There's different fruit and veg that you've probably never seen before in your life and you can eat diversity, which is important for your gut health. And then it's like, yeah, like just add food. doesn't have to be difficult, tedious, boring or overwhelming. It should no. be like an enjoyable experience. Absolutely. You can make it fun. You can make yes. it colourful. And, yeah, I've loved learning to cook. I I had HelloFresh for, mm-hmm. like, a year and a half. And that's great because I know they work with local-ish farmers and, you know, not that great nutritionally speaking and like, a lot of preservatives and stuff. Mm. But um, I really didn't know how to cook. And so mm-hmm. I kind of picked up on a lot of the basics from doing HelloFresh. And, yeah, now I feel like. I know what I'm doing and I've like memorized a lot of the recipes or they have a lot of like similar recipes. They take you through a lot of the same motions of like prepping veggies and stuff. Mm. And yeah, now I just like love to create my own recipes and experiment with cooking and it's just fun. Yeah, I love that though. Yeah, it's just fun. I think it's just once, it's like anything, like anything's scary until you know what to do. Then once you know what to do, you're like, oh, cool, easy. And then it just becomes a new routine and a new habit and then it just sits in a different part of your brain and you don't have to think about it. Yeah, definitely. I I was just listening on your um, podcast episode this morning mm-hmm. and um, you were talking her through your morning routine. <laughs> yes. And I loved it. Mm, and I was masturbating. wondering. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That's I, I want to try that. That was my, that was the thing. I was like, oh, my gosh, she masturbates every morning. Like, that has got to be so good for you. And oh I God, absolutely I want to try. Of course. I'm like, I think that's one of the funny things that, like, Speaking of Instagram, like, I remember I first mentioned something about masturbating, like, a year or two ago. And then everyone was like, fuck yes, bitch. Like, because it's like, everyone does it. The needs doesn't need to be shame around Let's it. Let's just it's talk like, about it. And it's so good for your health. It, like, lowers cortisol, like, your stress hormone. It, like, releases endorphins. It's just, like, it's just what we should all be doing to be a little bit happier, honestly. But it just sets my day up. Like, honestly. Just set the day up with a good old orgasm and then you're just off. You're like, oh, off I go. I feel great. Like, oh, my God. I can't wait. Updates to come. (laughs) Updates to come. Tomorrow morning I was getting a little text from you being like, I feel great. Have a great day. (laughs) Yes. Um, And so talk us through the rest of your morning routine. So you wake up and is that the first thing you do? Like wake up and you reach for This is like nitty gritty. This is my morning routine. So I open my eyes. I look at what time it is. And I'm like, I always have time. <laughs> it's time to come. It's Let's time to come. <laughs> um, then I masturbate. And then I'm like, okay, cool. Hop out of bed. Make my bed. Go have a shower. In the shower, I'm tongue scraping, brushing my teeth. But then before I hop in the shower, I actually dry brush um, to help my lymph. So I'm dry brushing. And then I hop in the shower, tongue scrape, brush my teeth, hop out, do my morning like face, like my serums and shit 
um, and then get dressed and then drink water and then pack my bag and then leave the house because I'm very much like I just need to get out of the house. Yeah. Um, and then I go to a cafe every morning with my book or my laptop, usually my book or like a journal or something. Mm-hmm. And then I sit, I order my coffee, I add my medicinal mushrooms to my coffee. I sit there, I mean, the reading, journaling or like doing client things or emails or whatever I have to kind of do, like planning my day. And then that's like my morning routine. And then from there, I'm either like going to work, going to the gym or like going to go do something work related. But it's definitely that like that morning ritual like has to happen. And then I just, yeah, it just makes me feel like I've ticked off everything. I'm like hydrated. I've calmed. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like showered. I'm clean. I'm like Had your adaptogens. <laughs> yeah, I've got my adaptogens. I've got like everything on lock. I'm good to go. Yeah, how good. What's Do your you go to the routine? same place every morning, like the same cafe? I did, and then it closed down. I was so upset. Oh, so then, that sucks. It was my favorite place in the whole world. Um, oh. But now I still, I just go to a new place, but I go there every day still, yeah. 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 Oh, that's nice. My morning routine is um, kind of the opposite. <laughs> because Yeah, you're like a slow morning girl? Yeah, I love yeah. my slow mornings. I mean, well, it changes because some mornings I'll wake up feeling energized and I'll like – so I go to yoga every morning. Mm-hmm. That's like I'll either do like a 7.30 or a 9.30 class. If I wake up and I'm feeling energized, like I'll just go straight to yoga. Um, same as you. I-, I know you didn't mention that bit. I heard it on your podcast episode you don't set an alarm sorry yeah no I don't set an alarm yeah I'm the same I find that my body will just wake me up when I need it and you know if I need to be up for something early of course but I find that being intuitive with my body clock has really really helped me with my like I used to have a lot of anxiety around sleep Mm -hmm. like falling asleep staying asleep waking up having a consistent sleeping pattern. Well, I didn't have one, which, you know, of course made me more anxious about it. (laughs) Um, And I found that just being really intuitive with my body and, you know, having those regular check-ins throughout the day, how am I feeling? What am I actually physically feeling in my body? It helps me to just kind of realign and I'm just like, yeah, my body will wake me when I'm ready to be awake. Something I've started doing is leaving my curtains opened um, and just kind of waking up naturally with the light. Mm-hmm. which that has been really nice. So, yeah, I'll wake up. Um, I'll either, like, get up and go straight to yoga, just don't even, like, have a glass of water, get dressed and go. Um, but my slow mornings, which is what I've been doing lately, is I'll kind of wake up, probably check my phone, um, and then I have a big balcony that the sun shines right onto in the morning, which is just so nice. So I've got a little setup out on the balcony and I either read or I journal cute um yeah just sit in the sun have a big glass of water um do some stretching and then yeah I'll go to yoga and then that's when I really feel like I'm alert and like ready to start my days after yoga I feel kind of ready to deal with anything (laughs) stretched and lubricated (laughs) (laughs) I love that yeah yeah, um, so that's been really good. But I'm very excited to add that extra step to my yeah. routine. It's a good time. <laughs> <laughs> I also uh, saw that you mentioned, or sorry, heard that you mentioned that you work a couple of jobs mm-hmm. and the Instagram isn't your main job. And I yeah. did want to touch on that because I think that's really important to talk about, like going back to the transparency of influencing or having it on having an online brand and identity um a lot of people expect for that to be 
the one thing you spend all of your time doing. And yeah, I think people don't realize that unless you're really influencing and like making the big bucks, it's really, you don't make much money. Yeah. And it's hard to live off of that. Yeah. Like I literally, like I don't even make money from Instagram. Like I get clients from Instagram and then that's how I make money. Um, yeah, so I work in retail. I work at Coach Kings in the city. I've been there for ages. I do stock. And then mm-hmm. I also work as obviously a nutritionist. And then I also work at a skin clinic doing nutrition stuff. But um, Oh, cool. Yeah, but I agree. Like it's really important with like nutrition is kind of my side hustle, but it's becoming the main hustle. And then Culture Kings is becoming the side hustle, which is How obviously what I've always wanted to happen. So it's yeah. just, yeah. And like when I said on Libby's thing, it's like, I love having a division. Like I love going to work and going to Culture Kings and having fun, like seeing my friends and like being physical and like running around all day. And I love that. And then I love like having clients and like sitting down and like writing client plans. Like I like yeah. the balance because I'm definitely a person who I need I like doing lots of different things. I don't just like doing one monotonous thing day in, day out. Like I want variety and I want things spiced up as well as having like kind of a core routine. Um, That's because you're a Leo. Yeah, (laughs) it's because I'm a Leo. Um, But no, yeah, like when you have a dream, like you have to just start somewhere and it will, if you, like the one piece of advice, like girls are like, oh, like what degree did you do? And like, how did you get to where you're going to go? And I was like, you just have to fucking keep going. You just have to just just keep going because you don't know what post might, blow you up or you don't know what client might like refer you to someone that like might change everything like you just don't know what's going to happen so you just have to be continuous and that's what's what I'm doing like I'm just being holistic sister like seeing clients like doing that like having that side hustle and then like going to work and making my bread and butter so I can like pay my bills and then like ideally eventually like nutrition becomes my bread and butter and then like cool what else can I do on the side to just like keep me having that different balance I suppose but, oh, um, she's a modern woman. Oh, she is. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I love it. And I think, yeah, a lot of, again, it's Instagram. You don't actually know what's going on in someone's life unless they show you it. So it's like, yeah. And I feel like even some people have shame around it, like a shame that they, it's not as successful or there's shame that like they do still have like a regular nine to five, but I'm like, it's fucking normal. Like, yeah, there's like, no shame in it. <laughs> you'd be surprised how many other many like people do the same thing. Yeah. Like everyone just still goes to their nine to five and then just like has a weekend, just posting pics and like taking, creating content and like changing outfits yeah. and then like posting that all week. And you don't know that they're just going to their regular nine to five job. Yeah. Yeah. And that goes back to the transparency thing. Like the only way you're really going to beat that shame is if people post about it and be like, hey, like, yeah. just be real about it. Hey, just so you know, like this isn't my main inventory, sorry, my main uh, income stream. Like, yeah, uh, I wanted to ask actually, do you, I, do you have TikTok? I don't. I downloaded it yesterday because I was like, I should probably do TikToks. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, I just um, we briefly touched before on like people who, you know, there's so many, or I was saying like, it's so oversaturated with so many people who claim to be an expert in mm-hmm. health and nutrition. And I've just been noticing lately, it's so scary on TikTok because you're just unassuming scrolling through your For You page and you'll see a video saying, hey, did you know, like, here's one trick to help with bloating or like, here's mm-hmm. one food that will make you feel good or like the whole chlorophyll phase. Mm-hmm. People pick up on these trends so quickly and so easily and it's really scary because none of these people have any like formal 
<laughs> education mm-hmm. and they're they're posting you know they're not even necessarily influencers but the way that tiktok works is that you you know you see so much different content every day from so many different people that you kind of just believe everything you see there's nothing mm. challenging you to think otherwise so i've noticed this influx of girls just being like hey girls like here's the top three foods you should eat for fat burning or you know scary videos like that and i don't know how to how that's ever going to be controlled on the internet like I don't too many resources I think there's a few things in that first of all people still want an easy solution they still want a one pill fix they don't want to do the hard thing which is not eating all the trash food that's obviously hurting your gut that's first of all like it's preying on human psychology because we want the easy thing and that's the easy thing. Oh, three foods. Amazing. I can keep doing what I'm doing. Oh, apple cider vinegar gummies. Amazing. I can just keep doing what oh. I'm doing. It's like, oh, chlorophyll. I can just keep doing what I'm doing. It's like, no, you have to like stop doing something that's clearly causing you to bloat. Like you don't even need an external factor. It's more like you need to take something out of what you're already doing. That's the yeah. hard thing. People don't want things that's hard. And the second thing, I think exactly what you've done is you just start to create awareness and be like, huh. Everything I fucking see on TikTok isn't fact. It's not backed up by science. It's not someone with an education who's like done this. It's like, it's just like clout. It's just clout, like thought, thirst trapping information. Literally. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's what it is. It's not yeah. like the information on TikTok isn't like wife status. It's like just a little thought. Like, it just doesn't matter. It's not <laughs> even, you know, like that's the comparison I'm trying to think of. I'm like, where's the articles? Just, where's the research? But Give it's just, yeah, info. it's just sad because obviously TikTok is the biggest platform in like the younger generations and like yeah, so they're God 15 and 16 they're consuming up. that information and they just have no idea and they're doing all these things into their bodies and it's just so sad because you're in such a developmental state. But it's like, it's, it's like, what can you do because there's no regulations and we can't do anything as individuals except try to raise awareness and bring people's conscious awareness to like everything you see in reels and things like that like just see who it's coming from and are they someone that you can trust and do they deserve your attention and do they deserve you implementing what they're saying yeah and like you said earlier do they have your best interest in mind do they have your best interest do they even care are they trying to just sell you a product yeah. Are they just like jumping on a trend because they want more followers and more clout? Like what is their intention? Like, and you can tell that from people on Instagram. Like it's literally Nothing. built into us. Like as humans, you can tell who's bullshitting you and you can tell who's fucking not. But it is, it is really scary. And it's just, it was a reminder for me, like just challenge everything you read online because yes. you truly have no idea who's coming up with these these little bites of info and you know even like I'm guilty of it too I'll see something and be like wow huh I really didn't know that and I'll like make a TikTok about it before I even think like wait did I even google that like did I look Mm. into that is that even true or correct in any way or am I just yeah yeah it's just conscious awareness the other thing the like another trend I've seen on TikTok is she has great intentions it's this beautiful girl who advertises um, that your the notion that your body is just as beautiful bloated as it is not bloated? Oh, okay. Yeah, and it's a whole movement online about you're beautiful <sighs> no matter what. It's okay if you eat and it shows, and your clothes fit you differently, and you know, like it's a really nice idea, but it's just 
like based on nonsense like there's no science behind it there's no she doesn't at all discuss health and why she bloats so much it's never Mm. addressed and so now it's all these young girls thinking I'm okay to be bloated and I just kind of wanted to get your two cents on that and I guess on like bloating in general because I didn't really know that was such a like thing that could be stopped yeah, like I did a post not long ago and like the key thing was like bloating is common but it's not normal. Like your body just doesn't create gas and pain and stabbiness for no apparent reason. It's not just like this is the way I'm meant to be. It's like there is an underlying trigger and cause as to why you're having chronic bloating. Usually it's some kind of trigger food. There is foods you're eating. Obviously common ones is wheat, gluten, corn, eggs, dairy, um, any kind of allergy that you may have any kind of intolerance that will cause bloating and there's more deeper issues going on like leaky gut gut inflammation like dysbiosis um those kinds of things that play a role in it as well like malabsorption low stomach acid stress there's like other things that can play into it but um there's also like the thing that shits me about like bloating is normal it's not it's common it's not fucking normal your body that's not its natural physiological state and there is a difference between being full and being bloated. They're two very different things. Yeah, you can eat food and you'll see it in your, in your, you're full. You've eaten lots of food. It's sitting in your gut waiting for you to shit it out. That's normal. And then there's bloating, which is like, you know when you're bloated and you know when you're full and they're two very different things. And I think that's where the awareness should come. Not like, like obviously if you're bloated, don't just accept it. But again, that preys on that whole concept that people just want to, be like oh yeah what I'm doing is fine it's okay it's normal don't worry about it oh it's just the way it is oh I can't do anything oh okay it's like no you can do something about it you just have to dig a little deeper um and find the right people and ask the right questions and then you can not be bloated every single day the moral of the story as we were saying is that bloating is common it's not normal there is no your body just doesn't bloat out of the blue for no reason there's always an underlying reason as to why you're having that kind of reaction Yes, absolutely. And I think it's really important that people know that, um, but it's just not common knowledge. Yeah, and there's a difference between being full and then being bloated. Like obviously full is when there's food in your tummy. That's normal as like, especially when you eat like lots of plant foods and like fiber, like your actual stomach will expand because of the fiber that's in there. But then it's like if you have that lower bloating that's chronically there or it's painful – that is a key sign and it's not normal and that there is work to be done on your gut. Absolutely. I, I don't know if you heard me before, but I was saying I literally have an album on my phone of photos Stop. of me looking pregnant because I oh. used to get so disgustingly bloated. That makes me so sad. That's what makes yeah. me sad. But then it's sad that like, again, like as women, we're kind of conditioned to accept feeling shitty. Yes. Oh, oh, boys don't get, it's, boys fucking never get bloated. First of all, it's like, girls are always bloated and like the PMS and it's like, we're just taught to accept feeling average, but it's like, no, there is something going on and we can fix it. Oh, look, we said we were going to wrap up. And so maybe I shouldn't get into this, but oh my God, I could talk for hours about just what it's like to grow up as a female around birth control and the whole way Mm -hmm. that people view how we should be treated and how it's our responsibility is Mm -hmm. just so damaging and so inherently bad. And I cannot believe that it's still 
you know, this system that was developed in like the 50s or 60s -hmm. to keep women at bay. And I have really suffered and my body has really, really suffered because of it. And um, it's just, it's it's heartbreaking knowing that still there are little girls going to the doctor, complaining of symptoms, wanting to fix their bodies, and they get put on a pill at 14, 15 years old. It's It's just heartbreaking. It's like... Even, yeah, I guess to just wrap it up because we would rant forever about contraception. I got into it anyway. And um, we'll just briefly touch on it. Um, For me, the way that the medical system that's in Australia is built and a lot of the Western countries is that their only solution for you and the way that they are taught is it's it's a a pharmaceutical, it's APL. And it's like there is an overuse of contraception and antibiotics to fix things that have fucking nothing to do with either of those systems. Like you go yeah. there for skin and of course they put you on the pill to blunt the antigens. But then what happens when you come off that pill in 10 years time? Your yeah. skin's exactly the same. It's and it's like, fix. yeah, it's like we live in such a beautiful era where social media and Instagram is such an incredible platform to understand that there are other ways of healing and other ways of medicine that do not involve a pharmaceutical. And I think that's where I'm really excited. Like that's where a lot of, like I have young girls coming to me being like, oh, so I don't want to go on the pill, but then like this is what my skin's like and blah, blah, blah. So what can I do when it's what just like, options? yeah, it's like, again, asking real questions to the people that because at the end of the day you go to a gp it's you that gives them a job like you are the person in control not them like it's your body and you have a right to say what are my other options who else can i see what else is there like ask questions because it's your body and you have that sovereign right and it's like just dig for other answers if the answer you're given isn't what you want or it doesn't resonate and yeah, but that's so hard when you're, you know, just like oh a girl with period pains going to the doctor. You don't know, you know, because we're not taught even in school no. the proper way to approach periods and, and hormones and just women womanhood in general. And so for me, it was like, especially with um, being diagnosed with endo, because, you know, it takes mm-hmm. so long for most mm-hmm. women to be diagnosed. I like this year, particularly at the start of this year, I was going to the hospital over and over again. I was going to the emergency room. I was being putting put on courses of antibiotics and I didn't really know that I could be like, hey, doc, this isn't good enough. Like mm-hmm. I'm in pain and I'm at the hospital every other week. And all you can do is like tell me to use a hot water bottle and take some Panadol and go home. And like yeah. I didn't know that I could be like this treatment is not good enough and I'm not going to stand for it. And, um, yeah, what really flipped the switch for me was holistic medicine and naturopathy. Yeah. So thank God for that. Yeah, but then even what you're doing, like, with your platform, with your podcast, it's exactly that. It's telling other girls out there that there is other, like, alternative ways to help your body and that it's okay to say to your parents, actually, like, can I go see a naturopath or can yeah, I go see? Yeah, you're not going to a doctor doesn't mean yeah. you're not taking care of your body. Yeah, absolutely. And like, yeah, just know that there's other, there's always a, there's always a third door. You know, there's always a plan B and a plan C. You know what I mean? Like, there's other ways to do things. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Oh well, this has been so great. It's so nice to speak to other women 
who have had similar experiences, have, you know, very similar mindsets and um, especially as I like slowly get into the world of nutrition and holistic health, um, it's just really reassuring to speak to like-minded women. So I really, really appreciate you talking to me and I love the work you're doing and I just wish nothing but the best for you and your business. Thank you so much. Thank you for reaching out and inviting me on. It was, yeah, it was actually awesome just to have like, yeah, a real combo and just talk about all of the things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hopefully I'll speak to you soon and updates on the morning routine. Yeah, I'll just on the morning routine and I'll see you on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, enjoy the rest of your day. I'll speak you to you too. soon. Bye, lovely. Bye. <laughs> Bye, Liza. Thank you.